This is Welcome to Dylan's House, our family's real-life story navigating autism and how it inspired us to pay it forward. Join us, meet us, give back. Dylan'sHouse.org. Thank you for checking us out. This is Welcome to Dylan's House. This is our family's true story of navigating autism and how it inspired us to pay it forward. My name is Kevin Shope. I am joined by my wife, Amy. Say hi, Amy. Hello. And thank you for joining us. I think this is episode number six um, of our podcast and kind of telling our story and our journey. And what we're going to focus on on this episode is kind of the last part of our tagline, how it inspired us to pay it forward. So if you've been following our podcast, listen to previous episodes, we've talked a lot about our family, which is my wife, Amy, and I, who have been married 26 years, our 22-year-old son, Dylan, and our 19-year-old daughter, Anderson. Dylan is autistic, what most would consider on the more severe end of the spectrum. He transitioned out of our home in, and is now in his own home with 24-7 caregiver support. Our daughter, Anderson, is a sophomore in college. And we've talked a lot at this point about, you know, raising a son with autism, how that affected our family, and then eventually led into our decision to transition Dylan out of our family home into his own supported living situation at age 17. And then a couple years after that, buying him his own home with 24-7 caregiver support close to where we live. Yeah. So we got a lot more we can unwrap with all of that. And I think we will in future episodes as well as looking forward to getting some others on here to share their experiences and their perspectives on navigating autism. But as I mentioned today, we wanted to talk about how all of our experiences we've talked about so far uh, inspired us to pay it forward. So, awesome. Amy, before we get into that, just want to give everyone a quick reminder. If you'd like to learn more about us, we are all over social media. So Dylan's House on Facebook. This is Dylan's House on Instagram. Also, Dylan's House on TikTok and LinkedIn. We'd appreciate if you visited us, liked, followed, did all that good stuff. Um, you can also learn more about us at our website, dylanshouse.org. And if you would like to join us and donate to our cause, the donate button is also right on the website. Yes. So, Amy, this whole nonprofit thing, how did this start? Well, basically, I mean, I don't want to, you know, take all the credit, but I just decided one day that wouldn't it be awesome to start a nonprofit so that we could help some other families. And truthfully, I really didn't know to the extent what that meant. Anderson was going away to college. It was last year in the summer when I started panicking, because if you listen to our Last couple episodes, I'm not really great at sitting still and not doing much of anything. So I really started thinking about, I don't want to work, you know, 100 hours a week. I didn't want to wind up just being at my office all the time as an empty nester. You know, what can I do? What has made like such an impact on my life? 
So I remember saying, I think we should start a nonprofit. And you probably saying, so, what the hell are you so even talking I, I, about? I remember you positioning it a little bit differently. So, okay. you know, we both have pretty demanding full-time careers, right? You're a financial advisor. You own your own wealth management firm. I'm also in financial services, um, working for a large firm. We both have pretty demanding jobs that take up a lot of hours, you know, definitely more than 40 hour a week jobs. Right. But on top of that, we had, you know, up until a few years ago, we had Dylan at home. So transitioned him out. With then left us with our daughter, Anderson, who, you know, in many different ways, <laughs> she's a can, can be Anderson, a we love you. as, as any teen, you know, girl. teen girl can be. And, you know, she graduated high school and was going off to college and she decided to, you know, even though we have a local university here in Youngstown State, she decided to go away to school, which I think was the best thing for her. And she decided to go to a school that is two and a half, three hour drive away, which I thought was really good, too, because, you know, it was far enough that she couldn't just come home at a whim. So we sent her off. We got her settled. And, you know, even though we both have demanding jobs, just with what we were used to in our lives, I think we were just kind of like, okay, now what are we going to do with all this free time, right, we have on our hands? So I remember that's kind of what started the conversation of, hey, well, you know what, we got all this free time, why don't we start our own nonprofit? Right. Well, and so... I got a hold of an attorney in Cleveland that a friend told me about. She was fantastic because I wasn't about to do, you know, any of of that. So she and I together worked on the 501c3 status, got all that established. But but what did you what did you want to accomplish with the nonprofit? Well, I wanted to be able to help families that were going through what we went through. I feel like there's some amazing, you know, the Autism Society of Mahoning Valley, we're friends with them. They do a great job. But I feel like there's kind of this age when your individual becomes 16, 17, 18, and you're not looking as much for maybe social outings or activities as families or resource. I mean, you're always looking for resources, but school, you're kind of like, what is going to happen to my son or daughter for the rest of their life? Where are they going to live? What are they going to do? Are they going to have a job? So I knew that I wanted it to have something to do with housing. I really, you know, I think, and I've heard a lot of people tell us over the journey that the mission should adapt and evolve a little bit, which it has. But I think we always kind of knew from the get-go that we wanted to be able to help other families. And we really wanted to focus on the housing piece because that is what truly changed our life. And we're fully aware that not a lot of people can just go out and, and buy a home. And there's not enough homes out there for individuals to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from my perspective, you know, the reason that I agreed to start this and was passionate about it was, you know, from our experience. So as we've talked about the tran- the decision to, you know, have Dylan no longer live in our family home and then transition him to where he was at now. And 
he's in a great place now, right? And I'm sure we'll share a lot of stories about Dylan today that are hilarious and all the great things he's doing and how content I think he is with his life. But it's, it's still not perfect, right? We still have our challenges. But I still think, you know, looking back six years ago, it has turned out both for him and our family a lot better than we could have ever hoped or dreamed it would. Would you agree with that? Oh, I definitely agree. Right. So I just think the opportunity, you know, to be able to help other families and individuals kind of have that same opportunity and that same experience because we had lived it and we were fortunate both financially to be able to make it happen. But we had also, I think, made a lot of good contacts over the years. And I think in, in the last episode, we talked about Team Dylan. So we had a really good support structure from his neurologist to, you know, a wonderful school for autism that he went to, to Jimmy Sutman and Isle, the agency, and just had this whole team to work together to make this happen. But I also think we realized that you know, a lot of families and individuals in similar situations probably don't have that same support structure as well as being in a financial place to be able to do something like this for their family. So I thought if we could help other families do the same thing we were able to do, that was what was inspiring to me. And a lot of families, you know, due to the severity of their child, you know, they might not be able to work. They might not have a waiver that provides them care. They might, I mean, it's so complicated and there's so many different factors that go into it. Every single situation is different. So we were getting phone calls really before we even started talking about a nonprofit. From the minute mm-hmm. Dylan moved out at mm-hmm. 17, I was getting phone calls from his school, from other parents, mm-hmm. from people in Canfield, good and bad. You know, we talked a little bit before about the you know, people's opinions, but we were getting a lot of phone calls. We had a, a local family asked to meet with us to talk about, they don't live around here, but um, work here to kind of talk through with them, their situation with their son. Because I think that what people don't realize is the hopelessness of the situation that you feel and living in isolation and thinking this is my life forever and it's not going to change and not knowing a lot of the issues with autism, the journey from the diagnosis on is there's no guidebook. There's no, your child has ABC and here's the medication or your child has this and now here's what you do because every single situation is so different. It is. So we decided to start this nonprofit so we made it. We had no idea what we were doing. No. Like none. you said, we found an attorney, made it official, 501c3. What what did we kind of do after that? So then it's like, okay, so now we need a board. Well, first of all, we picked the name before that because of the 501c3. And why did we, why did we pick the name Dylan's House? And we argued about that, too. I don't think you liked we it. Did? I came up with that. I don't think you did. I don't remember that. But why of did course. we pick that name? <laughs> because... I had mentioned in previous episodes, Dylan likes to talk in the third person. And ultimately, when he moved out when he was 17, we had to make the distinction between mom and dad's house and Dylan's house. So with picture stories, 
you know, here's a picture of Dylan's house where he lives. Here's a picture of mom and dad's house where they live, trying to make him understand. So he has always said, I don't love Dylan's house. And then he will answer himself and say, yes, you do, Bob. That's where you live. You love Dylan's house. So I didn't really think that there could be any other name for it. I agree. Even though you said I didn't agree at the time. I don't remember that. No, so I don't think you I did. think it is the perfect name. So we came up with the name. We, we made everything official. And I think, you know, the next thing was we probably talked about, okay, what, what's really our mission going to be? So what did we land on as far as, and like you said, this has maybe even evolved a little bit since the last, you know, year, year and a half, and we'll continue. But as we form this, what, what was our mission? What do we want to accomplish? Well, so I feel like first too, people need to understand like this dynamic, like between you and I, because mm-hmm. we've never worked on anything together other than raising a family. We have very different strengths, mm-hmm. which is good. We probably would be a killer team if we worked together, but we would definitely not be married. Right. And and I know that for a fact. And when you decide to start a nonprofit together, it's basically like a business. So we've had some amazing success. We've had some knockdown fights. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we sit there, we have our notebooks out, we're working on the mission, you're going to remember this differently, we're both writing things down, and you're just kind of like, no, that's, here's what I have. What do you have, Amy? Nope, here's what I have. And it is a a combination and a culmination of both of us, but um, it's definitely been interesting and eye-opening to work on something together, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we have our board, we've had some heated moments we have. Because we're not going to just keep I this think, all like, I, I think you know. The, I think the most heated moments haven't been with our board, though. It's been just No, that's what I. I meant. We haven't had right. heated moments with the board. No. We've had no. heated moments, you and I. Yeah. So to your point, I mean, we're complete opposites in most ways. I think we communicate very differently, which I think can complement each other. And I think it will. And it will help our joint venture, if you want to call it that, be successful. But um yeah, no, I would agree with everything you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that being said, what wow. is what is where what is the mission of Dylan's house? Well, I don't. Are you asking me to like recite it? I don't have it memorized, but our mission is to help individuals, young adolescents and adults living with autism, to provide housing and caregiver support. Correct. I felt um, like I was having a quiz? test there. No. Yeah, so that's what we landed on, right? To focus on two areas, provide housing for autistic individuals and also really, you know, not provide caregiver support, but as I think you talked about in the last episode specifically, being a caregiver for a special needs individual, individual with autism who has behaviors, has other issues, it's a very it's a very rewarding job, but it's also a very challenging job. Right. And overall, I would say individuals that do that kind of work are, are underpaid. So it's not so much about providing caregivers for individuals, but it's about giving financial extra financial support to those individuals so they continue or in a position to be able to continue to do that work. Yes, it's a big passion of mine because I have been 
and I feel proud saying this, I've been recruiting caregivers since I don't know when with Dylan. I mean, Kevin laughs because when he lived at home, I felt like I was running like a McDonald's out of our house, the schedule I had going to try to piece it together. And now even, you know, this is a hard profession. Mm -hmm. We're in Youngstown, Ohio. It's hard to find people all the time. So I'm... I'm a number one fan of Isle. I will recruit for them all day long. I, I would hold a job fair. I still go out. I mean, these individuals are working with my son or working with other individuals of the agency. And I'm very passionate about recruiting for caregivers. And it's not going to help if we have a fleet of 10 or 20 or 50 homes if there's no one to work in them. So it goes hand in hand. We have to increase caregivers and we have to keep them in the profession. What are some things that have surprised you since we've started the nonprofit? That's like a trick question or some things. What it- it's just an unscripted, open-ended question. So I'm trying to get your, what are some things that have surprised you about it? Well, I mean, first of all, we had to try to pick a board. Mm-hmm. So I know we made a hit list of, you know, one night over some beverages of some people that we wanted to be on the board. And I mean, probably the biggest surprise has just been the way people have jumped in with both feet Mm -hmm. to support us. And I can remember our first fundraiser, which was a year ago in November. And not, I mean, it was, the board was brand new. So I just kind of threw that fundraiser together. We had it at Ill Will Brewing. I knew them. They were amazing. I'd never had a fundraiser. I have events for my business, but I thought, you know, this could be an epic failure. We mm-hmm. could have like 20 people. Right. And I had no idea what we were going to raise. We sold tickets for $10. Some people were like, that's ridiculous. That's so cheap. Other people were, were like, well, what do you get with the $10 ticket? And I'm like, well, it's $10. You go to Starbucks. And but, you know, this is a nonprofit. We ended up raising $12,000 at that first fundraiser. And the amount of people that showed up, friends, families, our family members, our friends, our coworkers, but strangers, people that like had seen me on the news, had heard about us, had, you know, someone had told them about it. People that showed up that had an adult son or daughter with autism. That's when I knew like this is going to be bigger than us. This is going to be huge. Because first of all, there's such a need. And second of all, this valley just gets it and they support. I would agree. And I I don't think it's just the valley. So, you know, my memory and why kind of why I asked the question was, I mean, my biggest surprise has just been overall the reaction that we've gotten. Right. It's more it's almost been overwhelming at times, but in a good way. Like I think back to, and this is kind of when we first started, and I, it was even before our first fundraiser, and, and you helped me with this, right? You helped me put a post on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And as I think I, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, I work for a very large financial firm and I've worked there for over 15 years. So I have a lot of, of colleagues, a lot of connections there. I'm in a position where, you know, I've done a lot of, of recruiting over the years. I have a lot of connections on LinkedIn. And not that I was ever intentionally not talking about having a son with autism, but 
I think there were a lot of people that maybe didn't know that I had a son with autism. Right. And I remember one Saturday, we put this post on LinkedIn, kind of me talking, picture of me and Dylan, kind of, you know, introducing Dylan, talking about starting this nonprofit, why I was passionate about it. And just the response I got from current coworkers, former coworkers, other people I know in the industry, on LinkedIn, the comments, the people that, and at that point, I didn't think we had our website set up yet, no, right? No, we didn't. But we had, like, we had like a Venmo account in the name of the, mm-hmm. the nonprofit, just the people that unsolicited went in and just made donations. I remember one individual, and again, this is before we had a web. I mean, this, we just like started this thing, right? One individual that was a former coworker of mine and who I was, you know, worked with not directly, wasn't extremely close to, you know, just him making a comment of how touching this was and him going in and donating a thousand dollars. I know. I know. And like, I remember I look how back on it, I'm like, we don't even know what the heck we're doing here yet. You know, we're still trying to figure this out. And, and you know, some, you know, this guy went in and donated a thousand. It just blew me away. Right. There's been so much of that. And your company has really shown up at full force. I mean, every single person, you know, they've come to fundraisers. They've mm-hmm. really embraced Dylan's house. And I do think a couple reasons, because number one, you know, you're a good guy. And you're a quiet guy. You know, I'll tell the cashier at Giant Eagle my whole life story. Mm-hmm. They'll know about Dylan. I'll, I'll tell everything. But, you know, Kevin Shope, he's a quiet guy. So when he's at work, he's mostly talking about work. And, you know, people want to know the personal side. And what? how much more personal does it get than revealing, you know, maybe some of your personal struggles, but also deciding you know, starting today that we're going to help other families. Absolutely. So we, as you mentioned, we put together a board mm-hmm. that I think we're very proud of. Yes, definitely. Um, what, what if kind of where are we, what have we accomplished over the last year? Well, so the board, I, you know, I tried to meet with everybody one-on-one and convince them to be on this board. You know, everybody's busy. People are busy. You want something done, you ask a busy person. Mm -hmm. So I wanted a combination of business people, of some autism experts, a parent or two, um, but everybody with like some different knowledge and things that they could bring to the table. And, you know, it's hard to, you know, I'm not, I'm not a a salesperson, but yet I am. You're not a salesperson? (laughs) I mean, I am, but I'm not. I disagree with that. But you're selling someone on something that you haven't even completely, like, formulated. So I love each and every one of our board members so much. And together, our first official board meeting was January, which I cannot believe we're going to be on a year here. Mm -hmm. So we had the first fundraiser, like I mentioned, prior to that. In January, we started planning for our Sunday fun day, which we had in May, but we simultaneously had a few um, smaller educational events, which I think are very important, Mm -hmm. um, held at my office with a group of attorneys, parents, uh, Jimmy Sutman spoke, some things that parents could come to that were free to kind of increase a little of the acceptance, awareness of what's, you know, out there for parents. 
So we've had to date three very successful fundraisers. Mm -hmm. We've launched our website, which is phenomenal. You have to take a look at it. Mm -hmm. We've formulated this board. Um, We meet monthly. We have a lot of good things in the works. We just rolled out, just in time for the holidays, our caregiver grant program, which I'm really proud of. And that I'd have to get the exact amount of applicants, but we're taking applications through December 5th. You can find it on our website. And why are you shaking your head? Because this episode might air after December 5th, but that's okay. okay. Well, sorry. Whenever you listen to it, we will probably, he's shaking his head. Like we'll have a second. I knew uh, I had the second caregiver. This is the first caregiver grant program that we've ever rolled out. And what it will be doing is providing $500 grants to caregivers. We will have in all of these grants, a um, selection committee that is not the Dylan's house board. And the individuals that apply, their names will be blocked out so that we want to take every effort we can to be very fair to all of these deserving individuals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our tagline that we've developed for Dylan's house is join us, meet us, get back. And I look at that and I look at our, our first year as a nonprofit and meet us, we want to raise awareness. Right. And I think we've tried to do that through social media, through some of the educational events that you mentioned, through our fundraisers and speaking at those. And now we're attempting to do that through this podcast. Right. Right. And then I think a join us. And, you know, we just want people to join our cause and, you know, help these individuals that deserve a chance at a fulfilling an independent life by providing them housing and, and caregiver support. And I didn't know what to expect, but I think that support exceeded our expectations. Not only like you mentioned attendance at our fundraisers, at our events, you know, response on social media, which as you know, but that's become a second part-time job for me. I wanted to say what a social media expert you have made yourself. I am far from an expert, but I have learned a lot over the last year. And I've also learned how time-consuming it can be, you know, literally spending an hour a night, several hours on the weekends, you know, just keeping up with social media, trying to gain attention, trying to gain followers. But when you talk about join us, you know, not only just the response, but you know, we have raised, I think, probably close to $160,000 yes. in a year. Yes. Which, again, I didn't know what to expect, but that exceeded probably my expectations. So that's very encouraging. And give back is, is the third part of our tagline. And while we're early on in that process, we did fairly recently have our first opportunity to give back as Dylan's house. And, you know, that involved a family that we met a couple of years ago and family, you know, with a lot of similarities to ours. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. And she will be a guest on a future um, podcast episode. And this is obviously with their permission that, you know, we share some of their details. But yeah, young man who actually went to school with Dylan doesn't live that far away from us you know, some intense behaviors. They have two other children. They're really just the most lovely family, caring, and just knew that it was time to 
not keep him in the family home, but yet really a challenge to try to find somewhere for him to go. And when they did come into a very wonderful situation with a house close to them, there were some modifications that needed to be made to that home. And they were looking from, for some assistance. So Dylan's house is very proud that we were able to provide them with an individual that could make those repairs and then also to cover those for them so that they could get their son transitioned in. He moved out of their home around Labor Day. He is doing fantastic. I won't, sh- I won't spoil any of her stories, but we... We're blessed to take Dylan over to, um, Dylan knew him and it was a, it was a hilarious night, but we were able to go over, see his house, meet the siblings. Um, I had never met, um, him and Dylan didn't want to leave. <laughs> it, they're really just, it's been life changing for this family. Their story is, you know, different than ours because every story is, But that really meant a lot that we were able to help them in just a very small part of their journey. Yeah, I think, you know, all the things that we've accomplished in in the first year of the nonprofit, the funds we've raised, the followers we've gotten, you know, people that have come to our fundraisers, you know, nothing has been more rewarding for me than being able to accomplish that, right? right? And everything we've done to your, for a year, finally being able to fulfill that give back part of it. And if, if you look us up on social media, there are posts and pictures out there of our visit to Artie's house. Young man's name is Artie. And of, of him and his family and Amy and, and Dylan and I that are pretty cool. So, you know, just, and again, We played a small part in that transition, but just being able to play a part by making those modifications to the home. So they were able to do that and Artie was able to kind of, you know, have his own place and have his independence was was really cool. There's so many more families out there that probably don't even realize what they need or if they know what they need, they don't really even know how to start. They don't know where to begin. That's why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, before we wrap up this episode, anything else you'd like to, to add on this topic? I just, I mean, it's really kind of surreal for me that, you know, I'm sitting here and Dylan is so successful living on his own and we have this nonprofit up and running and I'm excited for what the future holds because I really think that this is going to be huge we're going to be able to make such an impact on really such a huge issue, which is housing for these individuals. So the main thing that I would add is just a thank you again, especially this week as we count our blessings, even though I know this will be uh, aired at a later time. I'm just thankful for everyone that's went along this journey with me so far, and I can't wait to see where we are down the road. Very well put. And again, if you'd like to learn more about our nonprofit, visit dylanshouse.org. A lot of good information on there, including our past podcast episodes. Amy also has written a blog, which is on there. You can meet our board members. You can dig into our mission a little bit more. So I would encourage you to check that out again at dylanshouse.org. There's also an opportunity there to give us feedback. 
and give us comments. So in addition to following uh, our podcast, you know, would love any feedback from any listeners. So I think we're now six episodes in. As we mentioned, we want to start to transition to maybe have some guests on this podcast, you know, cover some different related topics. We have plenty of more Dylan stories to tell. I think it'll be a long time before we run out of those. But would really like to hear from anyone listening. You know, are there any topics you would like us to talk about? Are there any questions you have for us? Would love to address anything like that in future episodes. Thank you all for joining. Thank you. Welcome to Dylan's House was made possible by our partnership with Dandelion Inc. Follow our journey at Dylan's House on Facebook and TikTok. This is Dylan's House on Instagram. And learn more about us at dylanshouse.org. If you like our stories at Welcome to Dylan's House, please subscribe, like, and share.